Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dotson, pastor of JF Believers Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. Matthew chapter 27. Verse 12 says, When he was accused by the chief priests and elders, he answered nothing. And then Pilate said to him, Don't you hear how many things they testify against you? He gave no answer, not even one word, so that the governors marveled. The governor marveled greatly. Now, Pilate was far from an innocent bystander here. But he was indeed caught up in something that was far beyond his control. He didn't have the backbone to do what was right and had inadvertently been thrown into a profound, world-changing event, even if he didn't at the time understand such. Pilate marveled at Jesus. One can only imagine the quandary that he found himself in at this time. As the situation progressed, it is clear that Pilate personally desired anyway to set Jesus free. And that was not to be, for again, what Pilate was involved in here was simply too big and simply too critical. It was quite honestly out of his hands. Verse 15 says, Now at the feast of the governor was accustomed to release to the multitude one prisoner whom they desired. They had then a notable prisoner called Barabbas. When, therefore, they were gathered together, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release to you, Barabbas or Jesus, who is called Christ? For he knew that because of envy they had delivered him up. While he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent to him, saying, Have nothing to do with that righteous man, for I have suffered many things today in a dream because of him. Now when the chief priests and elders persuaded the multitudes to ask for Barabbas and to destroy Jesus. But the governor answered them, Which of the two do you want me to release to you? They said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, What then shall I do to Jesus who is called Christ? And they said to him, Let him be crucified. Pilate herein attempted to persuade the masses. Throughout his tenure as governor, you see, he had been at odds with those who had been placed under his authority. And he was at this moment, um, well skating on thin ice. Pushed the issue too far, and he had an insurrection on his hands. Let it go, and an innocent man gets crucified. Now obviously, Pilate thought they would choose to let Jesus go free. That wasn't going to happen, however. Compromise never leads to anything good. As incredible as it seems, the people herein decided in favor of the murderer Barabbas. Now, how could such a thing happen? Well, the Bible refers to the masses of mankind as sheep. And the truth is, we tend to follow. We rarely lead. The people were led foolishly by leaders with a personal agenda. 
And apparently few, if any of those standing there that day had the integrity and the strength to go against the flow. It was quite likely that at least some of them had personally witnessed the miraculous at the hands of Jesus. They had seen his power, they had felt his love and had experienced his care, yet they stood with the rest and chanted, crucify him. Such is the naked truth of mankind throughout the ages. The only way we will stand for Christ as the current of the world goes the other direction is if we love him more than we love ourselves. As for our Savior, he stood there before the people who were chanting, Crucify him, crucify him. And it was only that same self-denial and love for us that kept him swimming against the current. Verse 23 says, But the governor said, Why? What evil has he done? But they cried out exceedingly, saying, Let him be crucified. So when Pilate saw that nothing was being gained, but rather that a disturbance was starting, he took water and he washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this righteous person. You see to it. Now Pilate, he wanted nothing to do with the crucifixion of Christ. Apparently, he knew in the depth of his soul that Jesus was innocent. Perhaps with help from his wife, he understood Jesus to be even more than just innocent. In the end, he attempted to wash his hands of the whole ordeal. In this, he was really no different than so many folks today. Those who aren't brave enough to stand up and do the right thing, but they don't want to be viewed as being a bad guy either. So they join the untold masses of folks who spend their lives attempting to straddle the middle. But the only problem is, there is no middle. Not for Pilate, and not for any of us. Verse 25, And all the people answered, May his blood be on us and on our children. Now, it would be a self-fulfilled prophecy that was spoken of herein. A prophecy that was made manifest some short 40 years later as Jerusalem burned and the Jewish nation began what has been a long period of national dispersion and pain that I think even yet today has never been totally made right again. Verse 26 reads, Then he released Barabbas to them, but Jesus he flogged and delivered to be crucified. Dr. William Edwards in the article on the physical death of Jesus Christ, quote-unquote, from the Journal of the American Medical Association, dated March 21, 1986, says the following. Scourging was a legal preliminary to every Roman execution, and the only women uh, and Roman senators or soldiers, except in cases of desertion, were exempt from such. The goal of the scourging was to weaken the victim to the state just short of collapse and death. As the Roman soldiers repeatedly struck the victims back with full force, the iron balls would cause deep contusions and the leather thongs and sheep bones would cut into the skin and subcutaneous tissues. Then, as the flogging continued, the lacerations would tear into the underlying skeletal muscles and produce quivering ribbons of bleeding flesh. 
Pain and blood loss generally set the stage for circulatory shock and the extent of blood loss may well have determined how long the victim would survive the cross. The severe scourging with its intense pain and appreciable blood loss most probably left Jesus in a pre-shock state. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Pastor Tim and JF Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.